recording. Welcome to the House Rules Podcast. I'm Adrian, your co-host. About time that you admit your co-host. I'm Jonathan Jimenez, the other co-host. And uh, today we have a couple of special guests that we uh, are, are are friends for mo- for most of the can't talk. Our friends, but also uh, we work together. And uh, I'm going to introduce our first guest, Anthony. Anthony, tell us a little bit about your company, what you guys do, and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Anthony uh, DiMatteo. Uh, I own Best Pest Management and Best Pest Sierra. Uh, we service uh, our community with pest control and WDO inspections with destroying organism inspections. And I'm happy to be here. I'm kind of not happy that we're number two or three. I thought we were going to be like number one podcast i'm with this handsome fella josh we're, we're working uh you I mean, we're working on it joe rogan still got the top spot yeah all right Soon well enough. i'll introduce our other guest the one the only josh bixler do you want to talk a little about who you are for those of you that don't know you well thanks guys for having us uh i've been pretty excited about this not every day i get invited to someone's office and they get me drunk so <laughs> thanks for that um i'm josh bixler i own j bixler inspections uh we run and operate uh that company down here in the valley and up in the foothills. Our whole goal is just to provide uh, home inspection services and great bundles with companies like Anthony uh, to build quality for our, for our clients. Right on, right on. So a little bit about you. What, what were you doing before uh, you were doing inspections? So I grew up, my father was a building contractor. He built custom homes up in Tuolumne. So uh, me being the class clown and, uh, you know, ADHD person I am, I didn't get along in school very well, so I'd always get yanked out after football season, go back onto the job site, and uh, build homes with my father. So I did that for quite some time, and then I did the termite inspections and repairs for about five years, and that's what kind of led me into the home inspection part of it. Um, just kind of started my company, and it kind of took off from there. Wow. Awesome. Let me, uh, Anthony, what kind of got you, how long have you been doing pest work, and uh, how long have you been with Best Pest, and then what did you do before that? Um, so I got in the industry... 17, 18 years ago. Um, and uh, what got me into it was I used to play paintball, uh, semi-pro with, uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to play semi-pro paintball. And then uh, the owner of the paintball team, Twisted, was Bob Harmon and Harmon mm. Pest Control. So uh, he kind of offered me a job. I was like, ah, no, nah, I don't really want to do this. And then, you know, I was done working at Napa. I used to, you know, manage the parts there and stuff like that. And I was like, man, what am I going to do next? I was like production manager for Stewart's Fine Furnishing and Series. And I was just done with the, you know, like the, the everyday grind of like just being a boss, you know, just like shouting at people, hey, get this done right away. I was like, man, I need to get something more chill. So then I, you know, met Bob and I was traveling around with him and he was a super cool dude and gave me a great opportunity. So I got into the pest industry and then just kind of flourished from there. And then, um, you know, I was with Harmon for you know, 15 years. And then, um, that kind of ended abruptly. And then, um, I started best pest about, you know, three, three and a half years ago. And then we've been, you know, kind of taken off since then. So really you, excited. You've only been in business three years for, with best, pest? with best pest is three years. Wow. Yeah. That's a short amount of time. Yeah, it is. Um, or, I mean, our first year we did super, I mean, we did more than our predecessor, my predecessor Harmon yeah, that's did. And then, um, impressive. just kind of growing and, you know, flourishing the relationships that, I've made over the last, you know, 17 years is kind of what's gotten me to where I'm at now. Yeah, because I, I know that your company's, I mean, it's everywhere. So that's really good. You've built something that's obviously, you're doing something right. So congratulations. When you guys just bought your first 
official building too for yeah no yeah we just got a building we're super stoked on it where's it uh, at it's on stoddard 1122 stoddard it's right across the street from the junior college um it's amazing it's about four thousand square feet we have uh you know it's all decked out inside we have an awesome office we uh put some mats in the back with uh you know some training uh like some weights and stuff so we're super stoked getting your gain on (laughs) yeah (laughs) Weight gain. Damn, I need to get over there, get, get some workout in. So, Bixler, so you you uh, have a pretty similar story where you came onto the scene and you pretty much uh, started dominating too, as well, right? Yeah, I you know being known up in Tuolumne as a the Bixlers in the building industry, I didn't know anybody down in the valley. So when I started this, it was literally from scratch. Is me. I literally had days where I came down here and slept in my car for three days, and I'd go out and I'd solicit in between those times with you know, $25 in my account. And, uh, it's gradually turned into this, you know, like Anthony said, that gr- the grind and hustle, like if you're not grinding in this industry and you're not doing best by your clients and constantly reminding people of your presence, you know, you can fade away really quick. So when you build a good reputation and you stand by it and you keep up with that, I think you do pretty well. Um, I try not to, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it just takes a lot to get here. So, right. So, uh, as far as like, just to give an example for those people that don't know. So you, you go out and you inspect homes and, uh, how many homes are you doing? Uh, if this is information that you can share or not, I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. So as a solo inspector, uh, I was doing about 600 to 650 inspections a year. Um, we're hoping to hit uh, 950 to a thousand this year with the two, uh, inspectors that we have me and my other inspector, Cameron. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because you feel like, you know, you're constantly being hammered with work and you're like, oh, there's going to be a slowdown. There's going to be a slowdown. Then it starts happening and then you start stressing out. There's like no balance. It's, it's either you're stressed out about too much work or too little work. So it's, it's the constant roller coaster ride of, of being a business owner, right? Absolutely. So that's why I was like, you know, the constant grind has to be there as a business owner. You have to be out promoting yourself and, you know, quality assurance with people and, you know, that it all builds from there. Well, I think that's what definitely gra- uh, gravitated me towards you guys is not only do you guys offer like a, an awesome service for my clients, but I can just tell that you guys care about not only like your business, your name, your reputation, but most importantly, like the relationship that you have with the customer, which is, you know, me. In essence, like I, I know there's been multiple times where we're talking to each other and like, like Anthony, I, I had a really awful client a couple months ago. She pretty much fired me, cussed me out. And I called him cause I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. I was tripping. And he, I, I actually called you. So I was in, <laughs> I was in Turlock and, uh, I was waiting for, um, um, a certified massage therapist, Molly. She like works out my back and stuff. She's She's phenomenal. I mean, a little pricey, but it's not it's not enjoyable, right? So this uh you know, she's beats my butt every time. She like just <laughs> like literally just works works me over like I just got in a fight. But uh she's um anyways, uh long story short, I saw Adrian and I thought I was like, Oh man, that's a good looking truck. So I saw I saw his uh truck and I was like, Man, that's a good looking color. I'm like, Adrian, uh what are you doing? So he was really upset and he was in, um, he was in Turlock and he's like, Oh dude, I'm just driving around, man. I'm just stressed out. And I'm like, well, what's going on, man? Like he, you know, kind of told me that 
his client kind of worked him over, gave him a hard time and just kind of being really nasty toward him. And I was just like, wow, man, that sucks. And, uh, I just gave him some words of encouragement. I said, Hey dude, you, you know, your worth, you're doing a fantastic job. You're amazing. You should be, she should be lucky to have, you know, you, uh, representing her. And then we kind of talked it out. I mean, that's what friends are for, right? Like, so yeah. I, I, everyone has rough days, yep. you know, I mean, shoot, <laughs> Me, me and Bix, we talked about her rough days a lot. I'm like, hey, this client's calling. You know, at the end of the day, like, unfortunately, you guys, I know you guys are realtors, but at the end of the day, we're only as good as our last inspection to some people. Right. You know, I mean, right. you know, loyalty is a huge thing in our industry. And we can be as loyal as we want, but the realtors might come and go, right? But it, you know your crowd, you know your audience, you know who your people are. So you can trust, you know, like I call Adrian just out of the blue. Hey, hey, what's going on? He's like, what's up, dude? He's like, oh, I'm with my family. Um, or I had too many tall cans or like whatever the case is. Right? <laughs> it's been He's a while. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we just catch up and talk. And, you know, you know who your audience is and you know who you can bounce ideas off of uh, for business. And um, I mean, I called Bix yesterday. I was just like, hey, dude, what's going on? And like we chatted some more and. He had some business stuff that he wanted to talk about. I did too. And we just kind of got it off our chest. You know, we didn't talk about the podcast. We didn't, I talked about his mullet cause it's awesome, but you know. <laughs> I think it's huge. Too, yeah. bad, too bad. We're not doing video on this. So people can actually see, see the thing. mullet in yes. first hand. Right. My, my wife really loved Bailey, Billy Ray Cyrus. So, you know, whatever, whatever gets the motion going in that ocean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> What's his song? The boot scoot and boogie. No, no, him? no. Don't break my heart. My achy, my break achy, break okay. heart. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with the number of, of people that you guys are talking to every day, the, the number of jobs that you guys are doing every single day, it's, it's only an, I think you can't go around the fact that you're going to have some negative experiences with some people. Right. For sure. You got to think you're in an industry where there's a lot of the line. Every single thing that we do can cancel a transaction, can cost someone a lot, a lot of money. So uh, people tend to get very upset and can their emotions can really come out when things aren't going their way or how they were wishing they were. So, uh, well, and there's all, like got to be like a perfect balance, right? Yeah, you, you have you to be able to walk the line and educate and inform them as much as you possibly can. Because at the end of the day, no inspection is absolutely perfect. We're human um, at the end of the day. We're human. I mean, I could tear a place up and someone walk the opposite direction of me and see something small. So it's just a matter of taking your time, making sure you're doing your due diligence and getting everything you need to on that report and covering not only yourself, but the agents you work with, your your friends that you work with. Um, it all kind of comes back as a team effort. And uh, that's what we're all here to do is kind of, you know, to help each other out. I mean, we appreciate the businesses that refer us and we try to do our best to maintain the integrity of our job for them and for their clients and everything, you know? So, yeah, I would say I'd go further and say like out of the 7,800 inspections we've done in the last three years, like 7,800 inspections in three years, in three years, wow, 7,800 inspections in three years. Oh, and how, that's, how much move, is that a year? Hey, move your uh, mic just a little bit closer. 7,800. Yeah. yeah. How many inspections a day is that? It's 2,600 a year. Yeah. Uh, if he works every year of every well, day of the year. So now, I mean, before I only had uh, just me and Tony and then Dave came along. Now I have Tony, myself and Steven. And then Moses is also my business partner is also doing inspections every now and then. So, I mean, we average 
you know, whatever that average is. Well, I'm looking at the number right now. That's, Math's that's hard, seven but. inspections a day for $365. Okay, so 365. When, when I first started the business, and, and Bix will tell you, I was doing like seven to 12 a day. So I didn't go to, I never slept. Um, and, you know, the first year, it was kind of. That's like grind, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but but that's where you got to get to, like, you know, I just wanted to serve my customers. So uh, Adrian called me, hey, I need this inspection, man. I really need it. I'll be there tomorrow. I don't care what it took to get it done. I just wanted to help and serve my clients because at the end of the day, you know, we're friends. That's cool. But he's also a client. So he calls me. I'm going to do my best to serve his clients and also serve him to make sure that we're doing our best. And like, and like Bix said, look, we're not there to sunshine anybody. We're not there to make your deal stay together. We're there to report what we see and only what we see. We don't give a crap about if we're going to be, you know, biased toward the seller's agent, the buyer's agent, the owner, the buyer, we just report what we see. We can only do our job. There's no, there's no middle ground. There's only black and white. That's why, you know, we say we're only as good as our last inspection because maybe we get a shithole house. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it's torn up and we can report what we see but we can also do things like, hey, this is pretty typical for the age of the home. I mean, we notice this a lot. I mean, the siding in this area, um, they use, you know, maybe a subpar siding. Or the eaves are kind of shot, but this is, you know, actually not bad for the age of the home if it hasn't been repaired before or sold before or inspected before. So you, there's a way to deliver news to people where it doesn't scare them off if you just kind of preface it like, hey, this is kind of normal, you know, for the age of the home. And we're not, you know, we're not, we're experts in our field. However, we, we can only do right. our job. Yeah. That's it. I want to yeah. ask you guys something to touch on. Uh, we all seen the memes of uh, the inspector when it says the, something, a meme regarding the, the buyer and his and his or her dad being at the house. Oh, my gosh. I have so many <laughs> dad. You know who's worse, though, than dads is is uncles. The uncles. Uncle contractor. They, they pull up. The and like, contractor. I framed for four months in the 80s. I know everything about this damn house. And you're like, okay, dude, how about you do your own inspection? And you get back to me when you're done. It, it, it's like those are the type of guys. Like, I had this house of common cracks in the driveway. And the uncle tried to fight me in front of the house because he demanded that I know that the driveway be completely replaced because of common cracks. Wasn't that my property? You know, it could have been, but it definitely wasn't yours on this one. Yeah, (laughs) the agent was looking at me with big eyes like, oh, my gosh, what is Josh going to do? And I'm just like, bro, if you have to replace this driveway, you have to replace every single driveway in this neighborhood. Like the cracks, they weren't even like they weren't even unlevel. Like they were just common cracks, totally level with each other. I'm like, but this guy demanded that they be replaced. (laughs) It's like you can't demand us to say something needs to be replaced. At the end of the day, we can't really do that. We could just. Yeah. The house is what it is. You report on what you see. It is. That's yeah, it. You exactly. report what you see. Yeah. And the inspection is going to come out the way it needs to come out as it is what it is. And <laughs> we can't go like fruiting it up for someone to make it better. Like <laughs> ra- unicorns worse. and rainbows and all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of rot on this house. It's all, it's all good. But, I mean, like Anthony said, there's a lot of things that we're going to look at that are the, on every single house. So, it's all a matter of breaking that down for the client and educating them, you know, so educating them on how to fix things that this is common. Like 
you can cancel this deal, but you're probably going to run into the same issues on the next house. It's a house from 1976. What can you say? You're buying a $250,000 house in Stockton. There's going to be some issues, okay? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. So have, well, you, have you had any experience with that? Uh, with yeah. with every day, <laughs> every day, <laughs> every day, all day. Twelve thousand so, inspections uh, in the last year, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not you know, it's, <laughs> right. Some of my favorite is like, well, I'm a licensed contractor. Oh. The dude's like fourteen. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> the dude's like fourteen. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, I understand that. He's like, well, you know, uh, why aren't you calling this electrical panel? I'm like, well. Um, Looking for wood destroying organisms. <laughs> He's like, excuse me. So you're looking for rats and uh, mice and, uh, and cockroaches, right? Bald like, eagles and shit. No. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for wood destroying organisms, which includes fungus damage, termites, beetles. You know, conducive conditions that could lead to damaged wood. Could that be beavers as well? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Limited riverbank there by the river. You never know. Right. You never know. Like, <laughs> of course, big, you know, big old swamp beavers. Uh, you know, there's, there, I mean. Dangerous beavers. We got wood weevils, wood weasels. We have a ton of stuff that nobody even knows about. That sounds it illegal. Might be, <laughs> it, might be, it might be on my report soon. Just, no, uh, you know, so we, we, I get a lot of stuff. Like, hey, why, why don't you call this a uh, loose handrail? I'm like, because I'm not a home inspector, man. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for safety and uh, building code. I'm here for presence or non-presence of wood destroying organisms it's very simple like i look for anything that could damage wood or could cause damage to wood so like well that's a bunch of bull crap i'm like well yeah i'm sorry you feel that way but you're entitled to another inspection you're like well home guard said oh there's gosh. this 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 and this i'm like well home guard home guard is the is cancer <laughs> canceller of all deals well, home guard is also a home inspection company that's merged into a pest control company and they're just trying to make money off of any, anyone they can right so i i suggest and we suggest um, bix and i both would like leave it to the professionals leave the home inspection to the professional leave the wood destroying organism inspection to the professional um so a lot of clients will ask all the time, hey, why didn't they catch the mice? Or why didn't they catch, uh, we saw some earwigs or some ants or some this. Well, they call it a pest inspection, but it's not a pest inspection. It's a wood-destroying organism inspection. So realtors in the industry has kind of like labeled it as a pest inspection. However, it's not that. Yeah. It's a wood-destroying organism. It should say that on top of every report you have, along with the license number, along with the license number for your inspector and if you don't have that you're not calling the right you know people so yeah i mean uh coming from a background of my father being a licensed contractor and building new homes and stuff i would have never been able to guess what an actual home inspector does so when i have a licensed contractor per se come to a job i just you know pretty much tell them like hey i take my job very seriously i do this every single day I guarantee you've never done a home inspection. Just let me do my thing. You'll be surprised on the things I find. Um, you know, that's, I mean, if you have a licensed contractor in your family, I get that all the time too. Oh, I'm going to have my uncle do it. He's a licensed contractor. I mean, they don't know what to look at. They could walk around and say, oh, this looks fine. But at the end of the day, they build things. They don't go and look at things that have been built or make sure like what's going to be a requirement on a water heater or they don't know those types of things as a licensed contractor per se. I mean, not all the time. 
they might, but I, I doubt it. <laughs> well, and they could be a, a roofing contractor that's exactly. only good at roofs. Or a roofing contractor. Yeah, or right? a plumber. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or even just a, like what you said, a general contractor. They build stuff. They don't necessarily find broken stuff. Yeah, or I get that all the time. I'm a licensed contractor. Well, you start asking the license. They're like, oh, well, I'm actually just a maintenance tech at an apartment complex. You know, I've gotten in some pretty... I'm the concrete worker. <laughs> yeah, I had this I had this client uh, call me the day after she moved into her house. She was she was so mad. She was calling me, cussing me out, blah, 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 blah. It might have been two days. But either way, she goes, well, my boyfriend's a licensed contractor, and you need to come down to my house. I have a major flood in my in my garage, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm looking at the report. I'm like, okay, well, the garage had the water heater. So I look at the water heater, and I kn- literally know in the report that there's galvanized joints that had corroded and had been, they look weak, that there had been some repairs done and that the wall penetration into the wall looks like nothing's been done in there. So I noted some weak joints here. Well, I didn't realize, you know, it's funny because it's, you run into so much diversity in this industry. Um, I guess the lady was uh, a Buddhist and part of their whole thing as uh, being a Buddhist is they'll go into their house and they'll run the water lines in all of the house for like 10 hours straight 10 hours straight. So this lady goes you in know and why? starts, boom, starts blasting the water through and the joint right behind that water heater busts and it wow. floods the garage. So, yikes. So I get there and the maintenance guy's like, uh, he said he was classifying himself as a licensed contractor. So he starts going off on me and, you know, I'm pretty well educated in what I do. So I know how to explain things to people. Let's just say he was pretty much apologizing after 10 minutes and told me he was a maintenance tech. So <laughs> you he know, demoted himself really he fast. He demoted himself very quickly. <laughs> I, never, I ne- never heard of that one. That's a new one. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of the and, and running I, the water for 10 hours straight. She, That's she, wild. The, she didn't mention anything about that until I've already showed up and I've been there 20 minutes. I had three guys there trying to fight me. Like it was a, a very bad situation to walk into, but I left with them apologizing and I felt terrible. You know, that's not something I want any of my clients to deal with, but yeah, you know, sure. When you're flushing your plumbing out for 10 hours straight, you have weak joints that were noted. I mean, what are you expecting? <laughs> I think well, let's, let's segue into, that's kind of like what we're going to, our theme of the episode oh, yeah. today is either funny stories or kind of crazy stuff you've seen. And I have a good story ready to go. If what is it? it? What is it? So this is probably my one of my favorite real estate stories. Oh gosh, <laughs> uh, it's nothing crazy, but it's it's just funny to me because it involves one of my buddies. So uh, I was in Modesto, and I was doing an open house. And like any realtor, you know, there's times where you have open houses that are super busy and you have nonstop people the whole time, and then there's ones where the house is outdated or it's been on the market for sixty days and no one's there. So I had a buddy that was in town. And he hits me up and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm at an open house. He's like, where at? I was like, come on, I'm in Modesto. He's like, I'm in Modesto too. Do you mind if I swing by? And this is a young guy. He's uh, He goes to church with us and he's probably in his early 20s. And he's like, well, I'm going to swing by the open house so I can check it out. I said, okay, cool. So he gets there and he, he's a funny guy. He, he kind of reminds me of Bixler. He's kind of loud and obnoxious in a great way. What? <laughs> <laughs> who would have known? Just yeah, who would have guessed? And so he goes, dude, I got I to gotta take a crap. Like as soon as he gets to my open house. And oh, thankfully it was, it, it was, uh, it was one of those dead open houses. So I was like, dude, go ahead. Like go, go use like the upstairs toilet. Like the, the kid's bathroom is what I called it. So he goes up there, comes down a few minutes later and he goes, 
dude, that smelled so bad. And I'm like, how bad could it be, right? Like, I've, I've been in the military. Like, how bad could it be? So I go, I, I go, go to inspect it for myself. And I walk into the toilet room. You inspected or, his turd? No, not his turd. <laughs> but I wanted to see how legitimately stinky it was. I walk into the bathroom. And like I said, I've been in the military. I've walked into a lot of public bathrooms. I immediately gagged. It was so oh foul. I could just imagine. And, and I go, dude, there is something wrong with you. Like, that smell should not be coming out of a human being. And sure enough, like, that minute, someone walks in to oh the house. Oh, no. And so he and I are kind of, like, grinning at each other, like, oh, my gosh, I hope. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but these people, like, skipped the entire downstairs. And somehow had a, like a gravitational pull <laughs> to that stinky bathroom. And they went like straight to the bathroom. And I, I didn't oh, notice no. anything, but me and him were just like, kind of like, oh my gosh, looking at each other laughing because we knew they smelled it. Like, there's no way they didn't. But like yeah, the they, went, they went straight to the bathroom. It was freaking awesome. Oh no. It's like SpongeBob. That guy's like, oh my eyes. It burns my eyes. <laughs> it was like a burn your eyes, immediate gag. <laughs> rotten turd oh thank you for, for that skylar no, that's no like problem. one of my biggest pet peeves though like i like when me and my buddies that i'm working with like if we have to take a dump like we'll spot each other <laughs> yeah. but you know what i mean but then like, like there'll be that bathroom i haven't looked at yet and i've looked at three other bathrooms at the house and they go into the bathroom i haven't looked at yet so i gotta go in there and taste their their bowel uh, movement for the next uh. 20 minutes i'm like hey Dix, is this occupied or vacant <laughs> yeah He's like it's occupied i'm like well, I think I think it's what's the cue? The, the, the give me three loud claps if they come. The more time that you spend uh, doing this business, the more time you spend doing any business, I think you're going to run into these crazy situations. I think you can't you can't avoid them. I was just actually, uh, it was, this wasn't even too long ago. I had been showing houses to this client of mine, and uh, he he goes, he, he he had his wife, and he. All the document stuff I was I was sending out to hit to his wife, and then one day his wife wasn't getting the emails, and he go, calls me. He's like, hey, "We're all frustrated at this point because I'm sending him email after email, and he's not getting the email, and we're trying to figure this out." And he goes, "You know what, man? Screw it. Just send it to my girlfriend's email." Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, "Uh, this is about house the wife and girlfriend." Uh, okay, all, all right, and and it kind of stumped me, and I I didn't know what. I, I didn't even know what to say. I'm just like, okay, you know, you kind of just look the other way because you don't know people. You don't know what they, you know, it's, what they're going through or what they do or how they, or how people are there. You run into so many types of people in this business. Like what if that's, that's the way they roll. That's the way they roll. They're into it. They're swingers. Well, I have a friend. That, <laughs> they got the upside down pineapple in the house. <laughs> Dude, I have a shirt. So pineapple, like I have a fantastic shirt. It's a golf shirt. It's a pineapple shirt. I love fantastic it so much. Shirt. I, fucking, I love, I love it so much. Right. And they're like, Oh, I see what message you're trying to send. I'm like, what? What's that? He's like, pineapple shirt. You're a swinger. I'm like, no. Like, I love the shirt. How dare they take pineapple away? Yeah, it's messed why, up. Why man. did they get dibs yeah. on pineapple? Yeah, that's a delicious pineapple. Yeah, no, it's a sick <laughs> shirt, and I'm gonna wear it like more than once. And I have some pineapple time, board shorts. Is that why people have been looking at me funny? You're right. So next time I come on the podcast, I'm totally wearing that shirt for sure. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to send the wrong message, but I who just, says you're gonna come back? 
Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to be a hit. So. <laughs> Number one to the rankings immediately. For real, though? For real, though? I just found out about that pineapple thing. Like I just found out, like, this week. I literally weeks. just found that out immediately just now. I was today really, really years old. really disappointed right now. I love pineapples. <laughs> no, I just found out, like, I wore this, too. Like, uh, my, my, my friend Angela had a book signing. She just wrote a book. She's fantastic. She's our uh, social media um kind of manager my daughter actually manages the site and uh they come up with content planning and such and it's been like super fantastic but she wrote a book and i wore it to her uh book book signing her book opening oh, oh dude and then like i was like i'll fly i was like wearing you know i'm fat fly right so i was wearing my pineapple <laughs> shirt my gray pants because i only wear gray pants and i was wearing my jordans uh which is another story, which I can tell. I mean, go ahead. We got all day. If it's if it's appropriate, go. I for mean, it. no, it's appropriate as heck. Let's so, go. Like as so, heck. as heck. Is it G or PG? Is it PG <laughs> thirteen. So shit. No, I'm just oh my God. <laughs> beep. Uh, no, uh, so I had some Jordans, some uh, flights, the red and black Jordans, super sick. When I was like in seventh grade. Right. Which and was I, like, what, 40 years ago? Right, so I'm 45, <laughs> so you can do the math, whatever. I graduated in 94 when Jonathan was born. So <laughs> I literally, what, did you know that? Nope. I was actually born in 94. Oh, wow. That's yep. sure. I graduated high school. <laughs> See, we're a diverse podcast for all age groups. <laughs> Sick. I mean, we could all be friends, though. Yeah, so, sure. anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so I bought these Jordans, right? And I was like super pumped. I was super pumped because I finally found the Jordans I had when I was in seventh grade. And I'm not a big like Jordan guy. Sneakerhead? Right? No, I'm not at all. Like I just wanted these like they were super cool looking, right? I wear Converse and freaking gray pants every day. I'm not fancy. I don't pretend to be fancy. I wear work boots to work. <laughs> I wear boots, you know, cowboy boots under a house, you know. So I'm just kind of like myself, right? But I was like, man, these Jordans are so cool. So I just want them so bad. And then I bought them. And, uh, yeah, so turns out uh, I bought the Jordans size 12, and they were so sick. I was like, yeah, I'm getting these things. They're way cheaper than where, where I can find them anywhere else, right? So I'm buying them on, like, you bought some stock <laughs> Did X. Did you buy Wish? No, no, I got, <laughs> no, no, no. I got, them, like, I got them on a legitimate site, right? I was so stoked, dude. And, and then the box came in the mail. I was, like, waiting for, like, a month, dude. I was, like, so stoked. My wife's, like, there something here. came in the mail. So I, I go to the front door, get the package, and the package is, like, you know, yay big. When I say yay big, it's, you know, a small package. I was, like, oh, this is weird. About I'm like, very common with no, small no. packages. <laughs> it's, like, oh. I'm, like, uh, this is random. Maybe this is not. Like, maybe they're sending me, like, a. A pri- like prequel to my awesome <laughs> shoes that I bought for like, for like 350 bucks, like the shoelaces, right? <laughs> right, Bix? Yeah. So I get the shoes. Um, yeah, it turns out I ordered size 12 and kids. Right? Oh. <laughs> so, Wait, they were $350 and they were $350 kids? $350 kid shoes? Jordans. So I ended up giving them to my business partner's son. And I mean, no harm, no foul, right? So I was like, yeah, f- fine. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this again. Repeat. So, <laughs> repeat story is like I found these. I was like, I found them on a site. They're it's super awesome. So, uh, yeah, a month later, I get the same Jordans. Um, they were in a weird package, you know, not from you know from around here. And I opened the package, and it was like a janky box. And I was like, oh, it says Jordans like backwards or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, so I got the t- most terrible shoes I've ever seen in my life. They were like <laughs> knockoff Jordans. I was like, they were Fordans. Fordans. The O'Neills. <laughs> Fake Jordans. Never going to wear this, right? <laughs> so I finally I, I talked to my friend who's a comedian, and uh, he also has a Jordan connection. So long story short, I've spent, you know, spent like 600 bucks ish on the pair of Jordans that I absolutely hate because when I put them on, they're so tight that it, like, these are not, these are He's converse. wearing Converse, converse. Right now. <laughs> yeah, because I don't wear those. I just wanted them so bad. Dude, so I don't I, own any expensive Jordans. No, n- neither did I until, until this point. Until now. Well, no, I actually own the most expensive pair of Jordans ever because I've bought three, three pairs. pairs of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I've been on, like, this 90s vibe, like, since I started growing the mullet. So I've bought, I, I spend a ton of money on boots and cowboy hats. So I go out and I and sports I mean like apparel. Once I'm, oh yeah, don't get me started on that. But I go out and buy these hella sick ass vintage boots from the '90s and this hat. I, I spent all this money on this hat, and I leave the things out on my mantle in my living room. And I have this short haired pointer who's just she's crazy. Well, she jumps up there in the middle of the night and she chewed them up like your sh- boots, my boots, my hat, and oh. you know I almost killed my dog because I was so <laughs> excited. I literally cried. Peter, I was so Peter, sad. Peter, no, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but then I I make the mistake of leaving another pair of boots out. She's now chewed up three of my boots, oh. <laughs> three pairs of boots, two hats. I'm like this dog. <laughs> you know, you, you bring up a really interesting point that actually we were just talking on the last time that we did the podcast, which was that oh he's got oh, the boots dude, on right now. Boots. <laughs> she had these ones for about five minutes before I caught her. <laughs> so I'm down to one pair. <laughs> you, you mentioned how you're all about the 90s right now, which 90s, 1990 was 30 years ago, right? Crazy. How, Holy moly. How things are so, how things come back. And we were talking about what we're doing right now and how, I don't know if you guys have noticed with social media, but everything's so quick. 15 second reels, 30 right. seconds this, TikTok. 30 seconds. But now look at us. We're doing a, essentially like a broadcast, like an old school. We're, we're just talking for, you know, for an hour and trying to really get to know people. And it's funny that, that you bring that up because I feel like it's everywhere. I see it right now everywhere. Like people want, people are craving authentic. People are craving back the way things used to be or whatever that may be for them. I don't know. Well, I think that's why all of our businesses are doing well too, because we're authentic, genuine people and we're not fake salespeople. I I think, um, the biggest, like, I I was like, what's going to happen today? I'm like, should I prepare something? No, dude, we're just all hanging out and talking, man. We could do this for hours. It's like we're I mean, with, no, with a mic or no mic. Yeah, yeah right? no, I mean, and this is what happens. Like, we can talk about we can talk about crap. Like, we're gonna. I know we're talking about stuff, but dude, I have so many crazy stories. You Let's have crazy stories. Them. Talk about. It. Yeah, no, <laughs> you have crazy stories. Like, I was gonna touch on a, a crazy dog story because you said your dog was eating up all your freaking boots. Do it. I know what you're talking about. So I was. Uh, this was years ago. And um, I was showing a ranch property out in Patterson, right by the river, which is there's a river out there. Like uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a river in quotation marks. Bix was like, I want to go fishing. <laughs> I want to go skinny, chunky <laughs> Duncan. And uh, so this house, it was kind of an odd house. It was a little bit rough. It had uh, had like you know like the little baby gates that. You put in for yeah. to block kids out of the kitchen. Oh, I hate or whatever. those. My wife puts them up everywhere, and I just can't seem to get past them. It's so much irritating. You got to be child. Can I just pause you for one second? <laughs> Please do. Just like 
they put one of those at the top of a house one time, like the top of the stairwell, and I thought I was going to get over it, and I <laughs> face planted so hard. Did Go you ahead. fall down the stairs? Down the stairs. You oh, did? So hard. <laughs> with, with, with my poker. That's like, why you're bald nowadays. Yes. The rug burn. Was there people there? <laughs> uh no, I don't know. I mean, I almost died. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go into one of those child gates, I like fiddle with it, and I'm like, "You have to be smarter than the gate." <laughs> but uh, you're all calling your three year old over. <laughs> Open this up for me, Emery. Gosh. Emery, help me out here. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm showing this ranch property out in Patterson, and they have these baby gates up in the kitchen, and there's like five or six little dogs, and I'm thinking like. First off, why do you leave your dogs at a house that you're trying to sell? First off, that's my, as a realtor, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, they have a sliding glass door in the kitchen to go out <laughs> to the backyard. And so I'm showing this property to whoever, and I open up the sliding glass door to go out, check out the backyard. And it's, uh, it's not really like a backyard because it's a ranch. It literally just like goes out into a field. And this little bastard dog just jams out the door like so fast like it has never been outside before and I lost someone's dog in essence (laughs) and this is by the river and I keep trying to like get closer to the dog to like hey come on come on and back in like trying to like sweet talk this dog and the little turd every time you'd get within like 15 feet he'd run another 50 or 75 yards and then he'd stop and he'd like look back at you like all smug. <laughs> and let me tell you, having to call another realtor to tell them that you lost their client's dog is not uh, not a shining moment oh. of my career. But I never caught the dog. I don't know if they did. I hope they didn't, to be honest, because I hate that dog. <laughs> yeah, that dog sucked. But I will always remember the dog like stopping and looking back with its like, <laughs> you're never going to catch me look. And. It Good luck on your two feet, Adrian. Yeah. Granted, I, I don't believe I sold that property, and I don't believe I sold that client a house either. They're like, what is, this guy This guy can't even keep a dog in a house. So how is he going to manage helping me buy a, buy a property? So Everyone's that's, that's life my was a little story. harder after that day. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my dog story. The, the ones that scare me are cats. I'm not a big cat person, but when I see a sign that says, do not let the cat out. You know the cat's going to run. Immediately when I'm walking to the house, I'm like, Where's the cat? Because I'm oh like a ninja. Like, where, where no, is the this? cat's like a ninja. No, yeah, the cat. Sorry, the, the cat's, cat's a ninja. Ninjas, yeah. I don't know if it's above me, below me, on the side. I'm like, where is the cat? And I'm telling the client, hey, look, I have a we have a briefing outside the house. Like, everybody, listen up. We got a cat inside this house. Do not let him out. Do not check the rear. <laughs> it's like it's like a military breach. Smart move, sir. Do not let the cat out because those cats. I'm not a big I'm not a big cat fan, but. All the cat lovers just dropped know, off the just, channel. I, dude, I literally had the worst experience of my life when I was like 11 years old with a cat, and it's traumatized me <laughs> and left me with a scar so bad that I just can't stand cats. Let's, like, hear, I, let's I, tell I walk, us about it. It was actually in the house I'm living in now. I walk out of my back That's slider, your parents' my old parents' house, right? old house, yeah. So I walk out my back slider into the back patio, and I see this cat, and it's like squatting, and it's like, flexing its butt cheeks. I remember it in like slow motion. And I'm like standing there staring at this cat's cheeks as they're like flexing. And then all of a sudden, I get sprayed by this nasty, smelly cat. I don't even know what it was, but it went all over the glass slider. There's like, you know, the cartoons or there's like a cutout of someone on the floor. My cutout was on my slider and I could taste it, everything. And ever since then, I absolutely just cannot stand cats. I had a cat. The smell of them like. I had a cat that, it was like a really cool cat, kind of like a dog, like would follow you around. And 
in this house I li- it was in Discovery Bay. I had um almost like a like a bed cave. Like the beds were built into the wall. So it was cool. And like cool. if you had like a sleepover, your buddy could like have his own bed. That also used to be like my catch-all for anything and everything in high school. So I'd throw my you know, dirty clothes in there and whatever. <laughs> and my cat would go in there and take a dump in, in the freaking, in the sheets. And uh, unfortunately that cat got summoned to the, the Canyon and, and ended up getting eaten by like a mountain lion or something or a wolf. Or You'll put it on your gym wolf. shirt and a turd sticking oh, in your, dude. In your well, shoulder. Cat poop is the stinkiest poop too. What is that lump in your shirt? Oh, that's just some cat turd. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Just a little cat turd. <laughs> Can't, I can't imagine. You, you brought up the canyon. Are you talking about Del Puerto? Yeah, my parents had a property up there. Where I want to go hunting? Yes. Without you? <laughs> Without, yeah. This asked. fool <laughs> invites himself to my property, and I'm like, I can't go. And he's Bob like. Bob That's yeah, okay. I didn't want to go with you anyway. I'm down. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, that's okay. And I'm like, it's Halloween. I have three kids. I can't go. He's like, that's fine. I'll just, I have my Onyx map. I can find my own way around. Then I then I had to, I had to take a second. Like, oh, I could probably see where he's coming from. Like, he want I'm trying to go on his property, but I don't want him to come with me. So, <laughs> I just don't want the company. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's actually uh yeah wild boar. I guess I guess there's a lot of uh, boar up there. Yeah, dude. So. Well, and I call them hill. I call them hill people. Hill people oh, yeah. are weird. Oh, I love boar hunting, dude. We could like go up there and like the you know you got to get in like the leather man jungle shorts and like mm. spears, dude. Mm. Like. I'm That'd actually going. Fun, I'm bro. actually going up to your neck of the woods tomorrow to go uh, turkey hunting. Nice. Oh, tomorrow's yeah. the turkey. turkey They're everywhere, hunt. dude. I could shoot them out of my my front yard in the subdivision. Oh yeah. yeah you just plant some corn, and they're like, oh, go, 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 that corn, is corn. Uh, that is ba- that is baiting, and that is illegal <laughs> in California. All. Uh, <laughs> I mean, game I, wardens. I mean, I don't like. It's not really baiting. I just put a sign up that says, "Hey, turkey, here's some corn," and they're like, Wait, you can know, we they back, read it. Can we back up for yeah, a second? Yeah. Do you like? You just wear like. Leather Dukes, like Tarzan, lazy dude, like like Tarzan, Daisy Dukes. He wore that for for Halloween. You you had the short short. What was the contest? I'm I'm Monkey Bobby every every year for Halloween, dude. I got my Ricky Bobby costume, the monkey mask, and I just scare scare kids all night. It's great. What was the contest that you were just recently in? That was it. The dad bod. Yeah, it was the men's journal, the dad's bod, and I posted some pretty risque photos on there. I prefer a father figure. <laughs> so, so here, here's a little. Uh, now that we're talking about all these activities, so obviously you guys both have so much room for so activities. Much room for this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys have, you both have businesses that are, you know, thriving, and you're extremely busy. Both of you, I'm assuming, you're you're very busy. What do you guys do on the side? Do you know what do you guys like to do that keeps you guys, uh, you know, sane? Sane keeps yeah. you sane. My nickname is the Ginger Panda. So, you know, (laughs) leading into that, I'm a huge Pablo Sandoval fan and I play softball and I'm a little fat and I play third base and first base. So, oh, that's right. You're really big in softball, huh? Ginger Panda. Yeah. Ginger Panda. No, very large in softball. He prefers large. (laughs) Anthony, what are you doing? Uh, Well, I'm a half Gracie black belt. Um, I got my black belt three years ago in jujitsu. And uh, since then, I've, you know, put on way more pounds. Uh, I don't (laughs) get to train as, as much as I'd like to, but. I've been training for the last 13 years and pretty proud of my progress. For those people that don't know, and I'm going to, I want to go, I could talk about two this hours. This is ago. not J- a Jiu-Jitsu podcast. <laughs> Why? He, he looks but like a kid in the candy store. Like, talk about it, belt? <laughs> but I want to put, I want to 
I want to explain this to people. When you say that you have a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and because people, you know, you go to all these kung fu and, and karate and all this. When you I watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, when you have a black belt in jiu-jitsu, tell people how many years and what that looks like. So, um, you know, Jonathan and I both uh, share some similar lineage because yeah. his um, his instructor, Dave Camarillo, yes. which is Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu, was a black belt under Half Gracie which is one of the, you know, his, his dad. And, you know, I mean, we're not very far from the, the tree, right? So it's like three generations. And so is Dave. I mean, basically Dave Camarillo is a fantastic jujitsu uh, practitioner. I think that Alex is uh, your instructor. Alex Perez. So yes. Alex Perez, uh, Alejandro Perez is one of the most, you know, prestigious black belts in the area and just fantastic. Um, I kn- I've known him for, you know, since he was a kid because um, I'm old, you know, but, you know, he wasn't even, a, you know, when I first met him, he wasn't even a black belt yet, but now he's, you know, th- he's grown so much. Um, I will tell you that uh, our, our corporation name for my business is Black Belt MSS. So black belt, Moses and I are both black belts. MSS is our the, the initials of our kids. So um, we're DBA, Best Pest Management, of course, and uh, doing business like, as. Doing business as. But, um, no, it's it was a lot of time, you know. How, how many like years did 13, it take? 13. Thir- 13 years to get your black belt. Yeah, so. Um, and that's like. Wh- five like days a week. Five days a week. Every single, you know, waking, like, busting your butt hard, you know. I got a lot of respect for that. I did. I went to a couple karate classes in fifth grade. <laughs> no, no, seriously. And back then, I'm like, I didn't. I was under five foot until my junior year in high school. I was a little short, chunky kid, and I went to this karate class in fifth grade, and I got my my butt kicked like severely by karate <laughs> by some really this girl I had a crush by on. a girl. She kicked my she kicked me in, yeah, and I was you know that's always <laughs> like got to be super embarrassing. Like, <laughs> I was like, I got a lot of respect for that. Thirteen years of that, dude. Like, woo. I, I couldn't handle two days of it. <laughs> Have you ever heard about like the girls who do like uh, high school wrestling and they get like the kid who has to wrestle a girl? And I'm like, they I always, try hard. I always you know, would yeah. think like that would suck because if you beat the girl, they're like, okay, you just beat a girl. But then if you lose to the girl, you're like, you got your butt kicked by a girl. I mean, I had a crush on her, so I didn't like mind. <laughs> you, you know, I didn't it. mind the contact. I might have, you know, been a little softer on it, but she definitely or hurt harder. Me. <laughs> Yo, heck yeah! <laughs> like JJ said, we could like we could talk about jujitsu for like two, three, four hours. I mean, I, I know so much stuff about like how the like I can tell you how it came to this area. I can tell you how you know how and date. Like, yeah. we can does do you think jujitsu in our area is more prevalent than like other parts of California, or is it is it impacted here more so than I would other say areas? that we have the best jujitsu. Um, Besides Southern California, we have the best. I mean, yeah. there's California's the, America. Northern California is, was number one. And then we have, you know, the Atos and like all these other places that are happening in Southern California. But Jiu Jitsu was first brought to Northern California and it's the best, you know. Sick. You know, it's, it's always evolving. And there, I mean, it's I, always I th- evolving. I think anything really that you can challenge yourself in. Recently, I, I took up bicycling with uh, one of the agents that works at my, at my office, which uh, he, he might be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do- Donald Oliver, I want to do an episode about uh, cycling. 
we're not cycling. Well, you do cycling quite a bit too. Yeah, we want to do an episode about basically staying healthy and being you know successful in business. And uh, one of the things that th- this guy, he's for those of you that don't know him, he's uh, he he's you know he's not as young as I am. He, I think he's fi- he's fifty five or older. No, he just turned fit sixty, and uh, he is absolutely a machine on a bike. I mean, you've never ever seen somebody cycle the way that this guy does. I mean, I'm 20, I'm and 27. High, highly, highly competitive. Highly. I mean, I would get on a bike and he will leave me to the point where I, if we're on a straight line, he will disappear out of line of sight, come back, laugh at me, take off, <laughs> yeah. come, and then disappear again, come back and laugh at me. I'm 27 years old. He just, he just comes old. and checks on you. How are you doing yeah. back here? I'm just waiting for you up here. No, but but I think it's so important to have something like that where, where you are, whether it be softball, where, where you're challenging yourself to like, hey, this year you want to win this or you want to beat this, but to have some uh, difficulty in, in your life because other like something you could take the, the, the stress off things because – Otherwise, when you're dealing with the amount of people you're dealing with every single day, I don't see how that's uh, manageable. So check this out. So some of my great friends, um, Paul Mendoza, um, he's my instructor, one of my best friends in the world, 50 years old. This dude, I mean, so we cycle together, right? Like, so we'll ride our bikes like, you know, 50 miles, 40 miles, whatever, 30 miles. And then, but he's, when I say we, I mean he. You know, so some <laughs> of the people in my group, like we, uh, like my buddies, like we, I have a cycling, I have different friends everywhere, man. I have like my friends I go to the bar with, my friends I cycle with, my friends I do jujitsu with, my friends that I, we just kick it, right? Your friends so, that you do podcasts with, right? My friends I do podcasts with, but these guys are savages. Like, so I have like a thousand miles this year, I think, and on a bicycle. Damn. But these guys are like freaking every week, yes. dude, nonstop. Like, I mean, they're getting a hundred miles a week. Every what do you think, every week? What do you think requires more uh, physical endurance or stamina, jujitsu or cycling? I think they lend to each other. I think that um, cycling at a high level, like JJ was saying, is 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 insane. I mean, because because the elevation changes too. No, but but also like so you're say you're on a ten speed right, and you're like just going, 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 and then this guy leaves you doing twenty five miles an hour, like for. Four minutes, you're gone, dude. They're gone. You by now, by now. You you come <laughs> back and you get your friend. And you're like, come on, dude. Like, you're 27. Cor- cor- correction. So I just texted Donald. I'm like, how old are you? He's 57. So he's 57 <laughs> years old, dude. It that's. I mean, that's amazing. He, he's though. doing the uh, rides that are. Uh, he's 58 in January. He just texted me. He's doing rides that are 100. Picture this: 121 miles. That is in bicycle. one day. In one day. Yeah, that's Wild. that's seven hours on a bike, and your butt's gonna hurt after. Oh, that, you're gonna dude. be fully chafed. And, and Adrian, maybe you could appreciate this even more. He's doing the road. This guy's crazy. He's in doing the canyon. In the canyon, but when you keep going past it, all the way to the top the of the, the observatory. Have you guys ever been up there? By oh, the Del way? Porto. The the observatory. Oh yeah, yeah. To the very, the very top. That that's the worst thing in the world. I by the way, I I got tired just driving it. I don't like it. It in the might car. kill you. Like they're You're like, tired just thinking about don't it. get off your bike. Don't get off your bike. I'm like, dude, I will die. Yeah. So Del Porto Canyon, you go up, you go up in that. I mean, it's sketchy. Have, man. You, have you ever been that up there? That road is very no. dangerous. Very dangerous. T- take your, seriously, it's a nice drive though. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's a terrible that's bike where ride. I, that's where I go dirt biking. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible bike so, ride. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The other day, we, I, I just found out about this place for the first time because I was going up, I was trying to look up uh, places to go boar hunting. 
when Adrian bailed on me. <laughs> and uh, I actually have some bars up in Sonora if you're ever down to go boar hunting. You have some what? Talking about women. Bars. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm right here with you, bro. I got you. We, we do not condone that type of speech. We're um, all married, by the way. So, yeah, we're all married. My <laughs> wife is a redhead, and she would kill me. So. Total joke. That's a joke, yeah. Um, 100%. <laughs> Bunny, honey, vouch, if you're listening. I vouch for him. <laughs> hey, my, my buddy, actually, uh, I really am going up your neck of the woods up there tomorrow, and uh, one of my buddies, I guess, they just uh, they bought a, a bar up, up in uh, Twain Heart. And he posted a picture. You're talking about Eddie's? I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember the name, but he... I have so many memories of he, Eddie's. I've, or lack thereof. They have, they, <laughs> he just posted... They have, apparently, they have a raccoon problem pretty bad up there. There's raccoons everywhere up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very uh, cool to see the type of people that you run into in this business. And the, and the people that... For example, like really, one of the, the relationships that I've fostered recently with Donald and he's been able to teach me about the biking and, and all this. Have you guys ever had experiences like that before where you get to, who have you met or like, have you got friends or things like that through this business that you're in? Like as far as hobbies and stuff go? Well, no, not necessarily hobby. I mean, a guy that you can sit down and drink. Have you met interesting people that you, yeah, I mean, I got, I probably got a, a good list of people. I mean, you guys included that are, I consider really good friends. I, literally can call and talk to you anytime. I know you guys have all called me and yeah. just talked some crap, you know? I love that stuff. Um, I don't know. And you guys see me on social media. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm always posting things that I, most people very wouldn't authentic. dare to. Very authentic. <laughs> I, w- I want to touch on that, actually, because your business, would you say that your business took off due to your uh, part social media? Because you are absolutely, you were absolutely killing it. I remember when I first met you, I met you through Facebook. Yeah, so Facebook was my primary way. I mean, like I said, I was broke when I started. I literally took all the money out of my savings account. I bought that Ford Escape I had, spent all my money on that, and I was literally just living off of scraps for like five, six months. And then the work started getting more consistent. I was adding all these agents that I was meeting on Facebook on Facebook, asking them to like my business page, and then I was just posting. My whole thing growing up was – I was always considered kind of the dumb redneck who just was a class clown, just like to party, like to do crazy stuff. I loved the jackass show. I was always doing crazy (laughs) things on there. Um, So looking back at that and seeing where I'm at today, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of cool because I, I myself struggled with self-esteem issues growing up in that type of um, classification. So, um, but now you've embraced your inner redneck. I've got embraced. The I've embraced it. I I have no problem being myself and being real with people. And it rubs some people the wrong way. But then there's some people that absolutely love it, and that's fine with me. I'm not here to make every single person happy because at the end of the day, you're not going to. Well, and I think that's what's cool about being your own business owner and and running a client focused business is you get to pick who you want to work with at the end of the day. Like I know, I guarantee you guys have clients or realtors that you will not do an inspection for. And there's, there's people that I've sold the house to that have absolutely been deleted from my phone. Cause I would never want to talk to them again. They probably have a lot of realtors and I'm like, yeah, I sh- start I naming up, them, name them all. One. I, I won't ever name anybody <laughs> or talk junk on somebody else, but I do have a good three page list of people that I am booked out six weeks and it's yep. triple the price. Yep. If they do book it, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yep. And I'm dreading it. I'm hoping they cancel. Um, and then when they don't cancel, they're paying me triple and I know I'm going to get paid a little extra to deal with their, their, well, 
the yeah. heartaches that are going to come with that job. It's because, I mean, sometimes the, the way people just talk to you, you know, and, and that's one of the th- issues that I find that where people get to, they, they start getting on their high horse and they try to talk to you like, hey, we're all on the same team. We're Absolutely. a team trying to just finish this goal of getting a successful close of escrow and getting this client a good house. I, I've, I've dealt with so many people that will get themselves so worked up to the point they're calling my office and cussing out my secretary over something so minor that's literally uh, just changing the date or, you know, my client misunderstood this, they misread it. Um, people can be really nasty, and I have a strike program. I, I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I know we all deal with our troubles from the day-to-day, and this is a it's a very hard business to be in. It has its blessings and good days, but there's also a lot of difficult things we deal with. So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and say they're probably just having a bad day. But once once it's been consistent and I'm getting those calls every time I work with them, it's like really at what point do you cut ties with them? Because not all money is good money. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not in this business for money, but the money helps me grow and hire people. Um, I've worked for some absolute terrible bosses and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I saw my dad as a contractor. He had at some point, you know, almost, I think over 10 guys working for him. And they were all so loyal to him and they loved him so much because he treated them so good. And I saw that firsthand. I didn't appreciate it then because I was young and dumb and me and my dad always fought. But when I look back at it now, I miss that. I, I loved working with my family. I loved seeing how my dad treated his employees. And I worked for such bad bosses that I wanted to do that. So opening up this business wasn't just about me and my family and doing something that's going to benefit them, but I wanted to bring people aboard and bless them in a sense. I want them to be paid well. I want them to enjoy what they do. I want them to be able to call me and talk crap to me, you know, you know, just have a good time because at the end of the day, we're in, we're in this life one time. So I don't want you to feel locked down to a job and like you have to do this every single day. Like my guys, if they want a day off, I don't keep track of it. Just give me time, give me the notice, and I'll give it to you. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, as long as they're producing and everyone's happy, they're doing a good job, that's all that matters to me. At the end of the day, I want everyone happy, the clients, my guys, myself. You know, that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, I think that's something that I've always kind of admired about Anthony and, and Best Pest is mm-hmm. his employees are like, at least from the outside looking in, it seems like they're not just employees. They're like, it's the Best Pest family. Absolutely. And like there's... And, and now that I'm kind of starting to have people that work with me on the real estate team side, mm-hmm. I notice how important it is to have people that it, it can't just be about the money. It has to be a good culture fit. It has to, you have to match your values with that person and it has to be mutually beneficial for those people. Like yeah. if, if Anthony's the only one benefiting from having employees, those people will go somewhere else. And likewise, if, if they're the only ones reaping the benefits for being a part of his uh, company, then he's going to let him go. You know, it, it's got to be mutually beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a boss I worked for and he would call me at 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. He'd call me yeah. blowing me up and I'd cry. I'd cry myself sleep. I'd wake up. I'd go down to this office at three o'clock in the morning to keep up with work. Cause I was being overworked and it made me, uh, you know, overworked I, and underappreciated. Well, yeah, and I don't I don't hate that experience. That experience helped me grow. It helped me realize, you know, what I don't want to do to my the people that work with me. And uh so I just try to make sure I'm balancing things out, making sure everyone's happy. Yeah. I think it's important to um like Adrian said, just like to have 
meetings and um, absolutely yeah. core values and discuss the core values of your corporation or your company and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I have like 12 people with me now and it's a family. I that's, mean, that's a pretty big number. We're a family. Well, how dude. long has Yoshi been working with you? I mean, she was at, with me at with Harmon. Yeah. She so. used to be like, awesome. <laughs> I'd never knew. I never spoke to her. She was just my email buddy. Right. But Yoshi's, Yoshi's an awesome employee. So, you know, what's funny is like, uh, they're like, we, we want to learn more about real estate. Like what they do. I'm like, well, we'll have Adrian come in. Cause he's cool. <laughs> like we don't want, we don't want X, Y, and Z. We want Adrian. I like, would love why? to come talk to your people about real he's estate. Like, I'm, we're like, I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, because Adrian's cool. Like, I can vibe with Adrian. Um, but you have to have, like, the culture, like we talked about. So it's important to have a culture. And it's hard to get that sometimes, man. Hardest thing uh, I've done so far yeah, is try to know, establish it's, it's, the right it's, it's people. It's tough. So I have some employees um, that are my friends. They become my friends. But we're not always on the same page. And then people complain and bitch and moan about, like, work. But at the end of the day, dude, it's a job. I mean, we... It's not called fun. It's called work. We're you know, all, we're all gonna roll through the mud yeah, together. So, yeah. and and you know, sometimes sometimes people are nasty towards you. Like, you know, um, I had an inspector today. He's like, "Well, the realtor's like, you didn't crawl this section of the house." And they said that. Yeah, you know, I'm like, "Well," he's like, "Well, I'll go back tomorrow." I'm like, "Why? Like, why did you do that, man?" He's like, "Well, I just want to make sure that the customer's happy." I'm like, "Okay, great." check in with the staff first before you just like start offering Saturdays. But you know, (laughs) like we'll do whatever we can to try to bolster and bring business to the company. But like, uh, Bic said, like you said, I mean, dude, there's people that there's like, no way will we work with you. And there's people I plan out just like, you're not really very kind to my staff. You're kind of condescending and rude. And you obviously, you obviously want something that we can't provide for you because we just report on what we see. Right. Not what you want. So maybe you're a better thing. No, no, maybe you're a better fit somewhere else. And in the beginning, like, you know, uh, Bix and I both will say like, we'll do whatever you, whatever it needs, whatever we need to do to, you know, provide for our family. But now you get to a point to where it's like, you know, it's not worth it dealing with, you know, Adrian because he's, super handsome and has a a cool truck. truck. Yeah, has an awesome truck. I think that's a cool thing that you guys are in that position because I think that frees you up to be able to deliver a better service to the client because I feel like a lot of people, let's say you're a small-time home inspector and and the agent calls you up and maybe this agent's doing 70% of your business and he says, hey, I need you not to find a lot of stuff or things like that, you know, something that they shouldn't do. But you, that is the 70% of your business. Boom, fired. Yeah, you might, you might, you know, as, as a small business owner, pe- people might get, I feel like you guys almost play the role of a referee. Like you're going to piss somebody off anyways. You're going to piss yeah. either the, the owner or the buyer, but you guys, you don't, you don't have to really cater anybody. You can, your responsibility is one person, your own person, the, the customer. So, and, and I appreciate that. So from the beginning, um, we will tell you that there's never been any catering to anybody, but like we both say we're only as good as our last inspection right. to some people. Now, some people like yourself that that has integrity and honor in and in, in Adrian integrity and honor like some of our core values that Bix and I both share, like great. You know that we're not going to burn nobody for any reason, right? Because we're going to report what we see and that's it. We're not going to sugarcoat anything or, but 
you know, like like we mentioned in the beginning, like this is kind of typical for the age of the house. So like we can deliver the news in a way that doesn't, you know, scare somebody off, right? So there's a difference between delivery and reality, right? Yeah. So, and, you know. And both of our experiences, like in our field, are so broad and we have so much knowledge in our field um, that we can explain things to people in a way that makes them feel comfortable. Right. And do it in a way where they're also informed and educated on exactly right. what it is. So it's not that we're trying to make it sound good for them, but we can break things down the way they need to be broke down and make them feel comfortable with that item. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think like, I'm, so my dad's a lender, right? And, and he and I obviously have talked a lot about real estate, but just business in general. And he often says, you know, we get paid the big bucks to stand there in the fire and have difficult conversations with people. And like telling someone like, hey, this house might not be the right fit for you. That's a hard conversation to have with someone, but think about how much respect they're going to have for you being transparent with that person about that. For sure. And uh, so I think that's why we do a good job is because we have integrity and you got to be real important to, to have that genuine relationship with that person. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, I think it's uh, we'll, we'll probably start wrapping this up here in the next couple minutes. So, Bixler, real quick, for the people that uh, don't know how to get a hold of you, give them a little bit about how can they contact you, what the services you offer. Well, honestly, I was spoiled for so long. I had a great secretary, but uh, as of late, I've got no office staff. So, <laughs> so if you're looking for admin work, I have you. some. I have some interviews lined up. I'm trying to get my this new office done, and then that'll be in progress. But as of where's right your now, office at? Um, it's in Sonora. It's up by the Sears up there on off Mono Way. Um, cool. it, I got it. It was right by my favorite Chinese food place and they closed down. You know, I'm always planning my days about around food. So that's, <laughs> that's why I got the belly. I do. I love the honesty though. Oh, for real. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going for lunch. When I look at my schedule, if I'm in Stockton, it used to be the graduate, it, you know, down in Turlock. I love the La Taqueria. Taqueria. Oh yeah. Dude, all those tacos are so bomb, dude. I drool right now and I'm, and I'm, dude. I'm full. I ate literally a one pound burrito on the way down here. So I've been I had a burrito the, today the too. The meat sweats and stuff sitting here, you know, <laughs> but, uh, if people are trying to get a hold of me, uh, they could just call the office number. They could text it. They could email. What's the number? You got it? Uh, it's 209-288-9227. I always tell people to follow me on Facebook too. Facebook. I, I answer the messenger on there. All that good stuff. Say that phone number one more time. And then do you have a website? Yeah. So the phone number is uh, 209-288-9227. Um, and again, you know, we used to have a secretary and uh, we'll get that up and running here soon. The secretary, we, we, we love working with companies like Anthony. So uh, we used to schedule bundles. I'm hoping to get that back going again. So it's a one call for everything. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, Jonathan knows. Uh, so uh, the website is also just jbixlerinspections.net. And like I said, you can find that on Google. That's jbixler, B-I-X-L-E-R dot inspections.net. Inspections inspections yep. yep. And then Anthony, tell people about the services that you provide, whether it's you know pest inspections or pest treatment, and then the best way to schedule an appointment or why someone would want to get a pest inspection, maybe if they're not even buying a house. Um, just make sure that you know you're protected you know, from termites and wood destroying, like fungus damage, dry rot. So you can call the office at 209-497-5777 and also bestpest209.com, bestpest209.com. Easiest way to get a hold of us.
And what do you, um, so like, let's say, let's say someone's lived in their house for 20 years and they've never gotten an inspection since they bought it, or maybe they never had one. Probably going to have termites. Yeah, probably going to have termites. <laughs> Don't worry though. That's very common in yeah. this area. Yep. <laughs> you like, you like how I, for the age of the home. Typical for the age of the home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what, how often do you recommend people getting a, a pet, uh, sorry, three, not a wood destroying organisms inspection? Three to four years. I mean, you just want to make sure that you're protecting yourself. I mean, fungus damage spreads a lot faster than termites do. Um, a typical termite colony can eat about one linear foot per year, wow. um, which is not, I mean, wow, it sounds, it sounds <laughs> crazy, but your house isn't going to fall down if you have sure. termites. That's like a human being eating a 2,000 square foot house. Or like Dixler eating <laughs> a one pound burrito on the way up here. Done. Mm, delicious. Oh yeah, already done. Yeah. Does anyone else have uh, like a crazy story or funny story that we want to wrap up on? I have a good one. Shoot. All right, so uh, I would say about 10 years ago, um, I was doing an inspection on um, the west side in, in Modesto. It was super hot. It was like a it was like a sweltering uh, 105 30, day. No, it was like a 115 30 day like thing, right? So I get to the inspection and there it's like a two houses one lot situation. So I meet the realtor there. She's super nice. I forget her name, but she was super nice. And so we did the inspection um, on the outside, and then we were able to get in the back house and did the inspection inside and outside. She's like, I really need I really need to get inside this house. I'm like. She said, uh, I really need to get inside the house, inside the house to do the inspection. So we're knocking on the door. I'm like, listen, we just don't like, she's like, well, can you just go through the window? Cause it was like a short window. <laughs> I mean, literally like two feet. I mean, I, I know Bix would tell you that that's not to code anymore, but it was like, <laughs> like two feet from the ground. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I do not want to go into this house. I don't want to get shot, you know? At the time, Jonathan was like eight, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he was there with me in spirit. Yes. So uh, so I'm doing this inspection. I'm like, no. She's like, let me call the owner. So it, I, apparently it was a rental. I was like, call the owner. And she's like, um, yeah, go ahead. And she's like, okay, can we just go through this window? So I stepped through the window of the home, and I walked down the hall. And I look to my left, and there's a dead dude on a toilet. Oh, brutal. Wait a minute. <laughs> now, we just took that bathroom story to a whole new Wait, level. Hold on. What, what do you mean by dead dude? A dead dude laid over on the toilet. Like, how long did he look like he had been dead? I didn't I, stare I know you're not a scientist. For like two, two days. When you say least. dead, you mean like hungover? Like dead, dead. Dead, dead. Like, was he on the toilet? Like his he was pants on the, down? Like he was, was on the toilet with his pants down. So like an yeah. Elvis. Pulled an luckily, Elvis. Luckily, I, I like you know, sometimes. luckily I went first and I grabbed the realtor by the hand and I let her into the room and I look to my right, wow. literally, and I see down the hall, dead dude hunched over on the toilet. I was like, oh. Let's go back outside. Oh, and my that's God. crazy. So that, no, that th this is not no joke. You should have started and with that. So as, and so <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, uh, this is a dead looks deal. like we're gonna have to reschedule the inspection. Um, she's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Please, let's go outside." And so I explained to her the situation: dead dude on the toilet, and then she's like, "We should call nine one one." So back in you know ten years ago. With, 15 years ago, whatever it was, when Jonathan was eight, yes. you know, we had to go uh, to use a house phone. Yeah. No, you, you can call 911, but it's not going to get 
to 911 very quickly. They're like, could you go back in and see if you could resuscitate him? I'm like, oh, my God. No, I cannot. The Rick and Morris has said it. <laughs> no, I cannot. That's what I said. <laughs> Copy over. So, and, and, and then she's like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, we're going to reschedule the inspection. Oh, so my gosh, that's, that's so funny because, you know, it's like a coin flip. The real stage is going to be like, like, well, <laughs> you still can't do it? Or she's going to be like, okay, yeah, we can reschedule. So, literally, I went there like two months later, and I was like, this is creepy as heck. I cannot believe that. And uh, <laughs> I would have called that a dead deal. That, so, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, press the soundboard. We have a drum set. Womp, womp. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I have I one have story, one to too, if we got time. Heck, yeah. We got so time. so uh, I'll start off with saying, like, crawl spaces, uh, I don't mind them, but in certain areas, Valley Springs, uh, LaGrange, I hate them because I'm terrified of rattlesnakes in the crawl space. And I've ran into five of them now in the crawl spaces. So oh, no. with that That's being scary. said, with that being said, I was fresh off of my like second encounter with one. I was real shooken. I get to this house. It was in uh, Milton and it was this prefab house and it was a legit belly crawl. Like I had to like exhale to get explain under what a, yeah explain that yeah so I had like uh, a belly Tight crawl fit. meaning like the the joists and the ducting were so close I'm like l- laying on my belly crawling like a worm under this stuff right so <laughs> and good, being good a fat vision. guy I am I could squeeze in the tight spots but I have to exhale as I'm going under these things so <laughs> there's all this like duct work under there and I kept hearing this sh- shuffling noise and I'm like oh god it's another rattlesnake I'm like freaking out that there's another rattlesnake in there and I'm going under this duct work and you can't see what's on the other side. It's like guesstimate. So you're, you don't know what's on the other side to get under there. So I get to like the third transition and I start hearing it more like, I'm like, what the heck is that? So I get in there and I'm, I'm still crawling around all of a sudden I feel something on my back. No. So now I am beating no, no, the no, living no, no, heck no, no, out no. of myself. I'm hitting my head and my elbows, all this stuff all over these ceiling, these, these floor joists. I come out all bruised up. Well, the, a freaking chicken had crawled underneath this damn crawl space. <laughs> and this chicken thought it would be a good idea to uh, attack me and get on my back and, and beat me up, like, in the essence. So I got out of there so damn quick and realized it was a chicken, and I felt like a chicken. Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> I can't believe that. I have a kind of a oh, – not even a really a crazy story, but this literally happened to me yesterday, so it's fresh. I, uh, I told you not to tell anyone. Yeah, sorry, Ben. Um, <laughs> anyways, I had this appointment to meet with a, a homeowner in Patterson on Monday. And it's pretty common for someone to call and cancel an appointment, especially on when a, a home sale. It's like an emotional thing. So dude calls me. He says, hey, I can't, uh, I can't meet with you today, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I, I okay, no worries, whatever. We'll just reschedule. So he calls me back like later that day. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to like kind of let you know that my wife wants to work with, you know, her realtor. And I said, okay, you know, like whatever. I'm, I'm happy to compete, you know, with another realtor. Let me send you some information about what we do, blah, blah, blah. So he calls me back the next day and said, hey, I talked with my wife. Uh, we want to meet with you. Can you come out tomorrow? I said, sure. And this is yesterday. So he, <laughs> I had an, a 12 o'clock appointment with him. And I get a call from his cell phone right around like 1030 in the morning. And uh, it's his wife on his his number. And she goes, don't come to the house. I'm not selling the house. I don't I don't want to work with you. Basically, I have my own realtor. And I said, "Okay, you know, like, no worries. This is going to be super awkward. I don't I don't want to go there anyway. So 
12 o'clock rolls by and I get another phone call at like 1245 at this point. And it's the dude. And he calls me and he's like, hey, are you coming? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, your wife called me and said, don't show up. And he goes, ah, don't worry about her. I already talked to her. Just come on by. <laughs> so I go to send the, it to my girlfriend. Yeah, send it yes. to my girlfriend. <laughs> so I get to the house. He shows me around like the exterior of the house. And as soon as we walk in, he's he asked me to take my shoes off. He was wearing a banana uh, pineapple. Shirt. He had a pineapple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have one shoe off, and I'm taking my other shoe off. And the lady walks like straight at me, and she goes. I thought I called you and told you not to come here. She goes, my stupid husband <laughs> said, I want you to come over here anyway. And she goes, he has a mental disorder. And, oh my and I'm like, don't we all? Don't yeah. we all have like- <laughs> and I, What's that music? Anyway. Sorry, this is my pocket. Let's get excited. <laughs> so they like start having this like awkward conversation, exchange, heated debate. And I'm like, like I felt like the kid that with fighting parents. Yeah. I was like, "What do I do?" So I, do you I have just, a room I can hide in. I'm scared. Yeah. So I just slowly start putting my shoes back on, and I look to him, and I'm like, "Hey, Robert, I think it would be best if I left." And so I walk out, and she starts yelling at him from inside the house. This is why I should have never married you, you oh. idiot. You just start hearing like glasses stuff breaking. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. But apparently. They're getting a separation and are having oh, some okay. some exchange. So it made sense, but it was I, I could always tell those it was inspections because there's usually like holes in doors and like someone fought the water heater. Is, yeah. The water heater does yeah. it. it provides hot water. Isn't Jeez. that funny how you could tell yeah. sometimes the condition of the family based on the condition of the home? Yeah. Well, you, you can kind of tell when someone's a drug user when you're in their house. Or like, could, I mean, if someone's got a mullet too, I mean, you might see lots of Pat's blue ribbon. Yeah, <laughs> some Copenhagen cans, you know. And if you school. see gray pants and and red Jordans, you know there's a pineapple shirt. Hold on close a second, by. they're black Jordans with like, they're uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh let's wrap it up and All hey, right. thank you to our guests for coming. We appreciate you guys, and uh, that was fun. Hold thank on. you. We, we want to say um, that we'd like to be back soon. Right. We have yeah. a lot more stuff to talk about. Was it the, sure. was it the whiskey? Is it the whiskey? No, no. I mean, JJ is awesome and a great host. Uh, so ha- co-host, co-host, co-host. I mean, I, at host at his podcast studio. Co-host, co-host. Actually, co-host. thank you for hosting this. This is like thank the sickest you, little podcast arena. You, you know, this this room actually is just like my little figment. Like this, I like old school. And I, uh, so I wish sick. I had a cigar in my mouth, but I'd be yeah. like drooling so everywhere. So his sick. wife would be so pissed. Yeah, you if you were I, I want to light it out of respect for her, but just keep it in Honestly, my mouth. Honestly, man, know? this is like <laughs> probably one of the most fun things I've done all year. And I just got back from Vegas. So <laughs> that like, is awesome. honestly, we've been so excited about like I I was wanting to do this pot. He it was his idea, but like once it was official, and we talked to you guys about doing our second episode. Second, <laughs> we were like I couldn't we couldn't get it set up fast enough. Like I was yeah. so excited. So I'm glad you guys had fun. No. I know I had a we, good time. We will have. We want to come back. We yes. will have yeah. you back we for sure. Watched, so. We have so more good. stuff to talk about All for right. sure. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys, and I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.